Good afternoon and welcome to the Texas Values Report, the fastest half hour in radio. And if you don't believe us now, you will in 30 minutes. So stick with us as we bring you the latest in pro-family, pro-freedom, and pro-life activities in the state of Texas. We hope you're enjoying your weekend so far, be it time spent with family, exploring the great outdoors, or enjoying a little downtime after a rough week. We're still reeling from Hurricane Harvey here in Texas, of course, and and we, of course, are praying for Florida, Puerto Rico, and other places around the Gulf Coast which are still hurting, and we are certainly in in prayer for them. And if one of you are are listening, we certainly um, have our compassion. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you at Texas Values. And we're also in prayer for the victims of the Las Vegas shooting, or should we say a massacre, as it rightly would be called. And on that note, maybe you're unwinding from this stressful week over at ACL Fest here in Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. In wake of the shooting, I heard they're putting in some TSA-style security measures. Uh, By all means, if anyone is at ACL this weekend and you feel those security measures are too personally invasive, uh, let us know. Let's hope they don't involve um, personal touching or groping. Uh, certainly there are better ways to keep our outdoor music events in Texas safe and enjoyable for all. But again, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Andy Hogue, Communications Director for Texas Values. Our usual host, Texas Values President Jonathan Sines, is out in Lubbock, where he and our policy analyst Nicole Hudgens have hosted a legislative recap event. And I'll let them tell you all about it in a future episode. But it was Jonathan's first time to visit Lubbock, and as they might say out that way, well, neighbor, that's too long. In the studio with us today is David Walls, Operation Manager for Texas Values, making his first in-studio appearance on the show, like Jonathan's first appearance in Lubbock, I guess. But it's a much smaller Lubbock in here, yes. I really wanted David to be on the show today for an important reason. Ready for this? Give me a drum roll, David. Here we go. Yes. Our Faith and Family Scorecard is coming out today. Actually, no, it came out Friday. We, we released it Friday. came out late last night. Oh, okay. Late yeah. last night, yeah. yeah I, no. I, it was a weekend, yeah. David, it's good to have you with us today. Uh, it's, good, it's good to be here, Andy, um, and uh, we we'll certainly look forward to giving a little sneak preview of our uh, legislative scorecard put out by Texas Values Action. As, as, um, as the legislative session has ended now, it's time to start educating folks on, on legislators' record and where they stood, and so we uh, look forward to sharing a little bit more about our scorecard and how you can... Um, visit our website at txvaluesaction.org and, and put that good resource to use. Yeah, well, David, you certainly put a lot of hours into it. I haven't seen you much over the last month and a half, or at least after special session concluded. Well, you know, it's been a team effort. We've had we've had two uh, great interns that have helped um, um, really uh, collect a lot of data and do some work for us, and I know everyone's put in a little bit of time, and uh, we're uh, excited to have it out and live and uh, and want folks to go use it and see how their legislator voted on important issues. Yeah. Well, David, if someone wants to support this effort, how could they do that? Well, um, if you visit txvaluesaction.org, website's just been updated. You can go on there, click on the scorecard page, view that. But as Andy said, um, financial support is very important. Uh, Every dollar that's given to Texas Values Action uh, allows us to uh, get that scorecard information out to, to more Texans across the state. And we're going to be engaging in a, a robust effort to educate as many Texans as possible on where their elected officials stood so that they're as educated as possible come election season. So we could really use your support at txvaluesaction.org. I sure like that word, robust. 
that fills you with confidence in what we're doing. And it's certainly a unique animal. I mean, it, it involves so many different bills and different kinds of bills, not just pro-life bills, not just pro-family bills, but religious freedom bills and some procedural matters, too. And uh, Speaking of scorecards, that's what the show is largely going to be about this afternoon, as our, our special guest comes from an organization that just released their scorecard with some exciting new features. John Sego, Legislative Director of Texas Right to Life, will be joining us here shortly. And David, it looks like they've done some incredible work uh, going behind the scenes and explaining uh, how the old saying goes, how the sausage is made over at the Texas Capitol. Yeah, you know, our, our friends at, at Right to Life, they do great, great work on the pro-life issue. We've worked on uh, with them on a number of issues and look forward to getting some some great insight from them on all the uh, pro-life efforts that they uh, that they tracked and are on their scorecard. And as Andy, you mentioned, one of the, the great things about our uh, scorecard that we just released is we do cover the life issue, but we also cover religious freedom, marriage, um, and privacy, and just a whole host of issues. There's a lot more issues covered in our scorecard this time than than last um, um, than two years ago, and so I know um, between uh, our scorecard and right to life scorecard, you're going to get a really good understanding of what really happened at the Capitol this session. So we're excited to excited to hear from John. That's fantastic, and even my, I myself haven't had quite a chance to dig all into it, even though we were part of the the research team and the proofreading team and the putting it together team. But just to, it'd be good to kind of step back and take a twenty thousand foot view at it. So. Um, Tell us a little more about uh, how many bills there are in this scorecard. How many did we look at? Today? Yeah, uh, you know, on the House and Senate side, I think there was about 21, 22 different votes. And so our scorecard takes a look at, look at uh, record votes that legislators made. Uh, we also uh, take a look at some committee votes even. And then um, a process that maybe some folks don't know a, a lot about, but uh, there's an opportunity for legisl- uh, legislators to – um, essentially sign on to sponsor, co-sponsor, co-author a bill. Uh, and that's a way of, of, for them to indicate their support of a bill before it's voted on. And that kind of helps build momentum. And so, Andy, as you know, a lot of times the issues that we work on are, um, can be considered controversial. And so a lot of times we've got to build robust support before we have an opportunity to move forward. And so one of the unique things that we do is we uh, score the legislators on whether they um, went out, took a step out before a vote even happened on a bill and signed their name on in support. And so um, we've compiled all that together. And again, if you go to txvaluesaction.org, you can um, access all that information. And uh, we've got a little legislator lookup. If you're not sure who your state House member, state senator are, you can click the button there and put in your address. It'll tell you exactly who they are. Then you can go to the scorecard and see how they how they voted on on all those issues. Yes, yeah, so and we also have a press release on txvaluesaction.org if you want to share it in your community newsletter or if you happen to be a reporter listening to us, uh, feel free to take it and run with it. It's great stuff. Thank you so much, David, for the view. And I'm certainly honored to work with men like David Walls who put in so many hours on the scorecard. And I'm particularly excited to work alongside other pro-life and pro-family groups such as Texas Right to Life. And that's why it's my pleasure to introduce John Sego, Legislative Director for Texas Right to Life, to tell us more about their scorecard. John, are you on the line? Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, John, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for making time for us this afternoon. Um, uh, tell us a little about the scorecard this year. It's, it's certainly um, a tradition for Texas Right to Life. Uh, how long has it been going now? Well, we have been releasing scar- scorecards since this uh, last re- round of pro-life victories. So, we kind of had uh, some dead time in 07, 09 with pro-life legislation, and there wasn't a whole lot of public mm. vote to score members on. But since 2011, we have had uh, a lot of 
um, strong pro-life wins and uh, pro-life agendas and, you know, records, record votes, uh, which we love, that we can actually tell the voters about, explain how members voted. So we're on a pretty good, uh, pretty good run here since 2011. Yeah, well, it's nice when the House actually takes a vote and allows for a debate. That certainly makes it easier for people like us to score it and keep legislators accountable. Absolutely. Um, uh, were there any surprises this year while you were doing your um, your bill analysis? Well, there are always surprises, <laughs> Andy. We, uh, <laughs> you know, this this was a, a, a kind of interesting uh, year because we had the regular session that was very frustrating for the pro life issue and. Other issues that you guys worked on as well with the, the Privacy Act. Um, very frustrating regular session where it was very difficult to get things to the floor. Uh, and then we had special session and the governor's uh, leadership in calling a special session saying, no, no, get back here, you know, House of Representatives, get back to Austin and actually, you know, get a record. And, and the governor actually said that uh, in, in a lot of his speeches leading up to the special session and announcing the special session saying, you know, voters deserve to know where all the elected officials are on these important issues. And the Privacy Act was one of them. Uh, there were four pro-life issues that were on of them, some other good conservative legislation. And that was our cue. We kind of perked up at that and said, exactly, we have a tool to let voters know exactly how their members are voting. And, uh, and so thankfully, we got back to the special session and had a whole series of public votes um, and including some very revealing votes. But at the end of the day, we had uh, 43 record votes in the House and about 84 in the Senate. The Senate actually did uh, kind of double time. They had to pick up the slack from the House, so they have twice as many votes. But, uh, you know, you combine it, you've got about 130 record votes, you know, different issues and things, 130 things that we rated each elected official on. So there's a lot of uh, interesting kind of reveals things that voters typically wouldn't realize uh, if we didn't have this tool. Yeah, 130 votes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, there was a lull back in the late 2000s. I guess uh, they call it the oddies now, right? The (laughs) 06, 07, 08. Um, I I would think that a conservative leadership in the lieutenant governor's office and the governor's office have made quite a difference. Would that be your estimation as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's kind of two things I want to want to highlight when we look at these groups, you know, of, of the different votes. So we rank every member. You know, we go through all the votes, all 43 votes in the House for each elected official. Kind of it's all on our website, TexasRightsLife.com. You can look, click on the legislative scores button and see this. But uh, when you're looking at the scores, there's two groups of elected officials that had perfect scores, absolute 100 percent scores. There is the, uh, the, the House Republican, actually, as the entire caucus, uh, had a perfect 100 scores, and that is through 84 votes. And that is amazing, to keep a caucus on track, all together, on the same team, knowing what the issues were, knowing when a vote, you know, what the pro-life side of a vote is, that really is the leadership of Dan Patrick. There's really no other way to explain how you get this huge (laughs) Republican caucus to vote 100% of the time the right way on 84 different votes. And so we had two groups of elected officials that had 100% votes. It was the Republican caucus in the Senate. Every senator, Republican senator, followed the leadership of Lieutenant Governor, which was fantastic. But the other one, the most interesting one, kind of the big news for this session, was the, uh, the House Freedom Caucus. The House Freedom Caucus 
had an average of 100%. And, and that's topped out. We don't, you know, we don't go above 100%. We don't give bonus points. Uh, you get 100%. You know, you, only if you vote the right way every time do you get 100%. And every member, uh, every you know, all 12 members of the House Freedom Caucus got a perfect pro-life score. And, uh, and so that was kind of the surprising thing for us is, uh, some of these are tough, as you know. Some of these are confusing. Uh, the, you have Republicans, um, you know, moderate Republicans on the floor making cases against some of these hard amendments. But the pro-life, uh, you know, the, this House Freedom Caucus is a pro-life caucus, and they have a 100% average score, which was really fascinating, uh, especially when you compare it to some of the other groups in the House that we uh, that we looked at and saw how they voted in, you know, what their trends were. Yeah, well, that's certainly commendable. And all for one, one for all, it's good to have that camaraderie with uh, smaller interest groups. I think uh, you think of uh, over the years, there's been a MALDEF, there's been other caucuses in the legislatures that have uh, stuck together pretty closely. And now it's good to see that uh, um, our, our values are being represented by a caucus in the legislature. So thank you for bringing that up. But this brings me to my next question. You mentioned uh, Republican leadership has made quite a difference as well. And um, uh, just your opinion, John, do you, do you, are we seeing an erosion between the two parties? Are, are the members of the legislature slowly beginning to embrace their respective party platforms and, uh, and doing so more closely? Well, there's absolutely a difference between, between party. And, you know, we're, we're not partisan. We work with uh, the Democratic Caucus on some patients' rights, some medical ethics issues. Uh, and you can see that through the scorecards. You'll see some of the representatives uh, who are Democratic who have us, uh, you know, 70% um, who have, uh, you know, in their scores in the 60s, meaning they actually scored better than two Republicans, um, two or three Republicans who are at the bottom of the list. So there are some very strong pro-life Democrats, but it is not the norm. Um, when you look, you know, taking the House, for example, you look and you see the Democratic average for the House was 6%, 6% pro-life. Um, and so that was their average. So that means the majority of the Democratic members uh, in the House were zeros, you know, were, were voting at, at zeros and had penalties for speaking out or offering weakening amendments and so uh, speaking out against pro-life legislation. So, uh, you know, the, the, the parties, you know, what party you're in definitely makes a difference. But that's, you know, I'll say that that is an important factor. It's not the only factor. The only kind of other big story in the House uh, was this Freedom Caucus. I mentioned in the Freedom Caucus with their 100%. Another group in the House uh, that has a majority of Republicans was the chairman of Speaker, Trout, uh, Speaker Strauss. So you look at Speaker Strauss's chairman, the people he's handpicked to be his leaders, to kind of be his leadership in the House, they averaged a 63%. So uh, you know, you have the Freedom mm-hmm. Caucus on one side, 100% pro-life score, and then you have an average of 63% pro-life for Strauss's chairman. And that's, that's a terrible record when you're talking about who's actually leading the House of Representatives, who's determining the direction, the priorities, how fast bills move through the chamber. Uh, that, that's, you know, a pretty unfortunate score, and I think it's very revealing, and hopefully voters will see that our leadership you know, we're, we're choosing these guys, these 63 uh, pro-life, percent pro-life guys to lead the House right now, rather than the 100 percent pro-life 
uh, guys in the Freedom Caucus to leave the House. Yeah, you know, John, I've traveled around a little bit and seen how other school uh, setups operate, and sometimes a D is passing in some states. It always blows me away when I'm like in you know, Oklahoma or somewhere, and wow, a 63 is passing, but certainly it's not passing for our purposes. And uh, what, what does a Texas right to life expect in terms of a score? What's a good, respectable pro-life record? Well, uh, obviously, this is our issue. This is our, our most important. Uh, these are the votes that we look at. And we don't think, you know, we, we there were a couple of very confusing votes that uh, the rhetoric that was offered at the front mic didn't match what the amendment actually said. And we took those out. We, you know, the point of this scorecards is not a gotcha. Like we confused, you know, the members okay. were confused and there was clerical errors. And so none of these votes were, were gotcha votes so to speak, of uh, it sounded like you were voting for one thing and, aha, you know, we caught you, you, you know, we tricked you into voting the wrong way. So, uh, you know, so once we took those out, we're trying to be fair. And so I think it's extremely reasonable for any le- legislator, especially legislators that say they're pro-life, they value protecting innocent human life to get 100 percent. These were not difficult votes. It was very clear by who was speaking out for them, who was speaking against them, um, the plain text, you know, Texas Right to Life, um, we, we sent out scorecard alerts throughout the session. If we knew an amendment or a bill was going to be on the floor the next day, we sent out an alert at least 24 hours in advance, sometimes more than that, saying, hey, heads up, this, this important pro-life vote is coming up. Know, know where it is. Know what it is. So, so again, there's no, there's no excuse. They've been given fair notice. You've fired the warning shot. They should know how to vote if they want a TXRL's endorsement on that, correct? Absolutely. You know, yeah, fair warning. It was clear from who's at the front mic, who's at the back <laughs> mic. Yeah, there was no gotcha moment uh, that, right. that we scored. And so, and there were a few. There were a few kind of confusing amendments that came up at the last minute. Sure. Some Republicans didn't re, you know, weren't, weren't sure. And that's, that's not a point here. My point is to put a tool in the hands of voters that they can look at this scorecard and they can say, okay, this is where my representative. Uh, where he stood up for pro-life values, and then these are the areas, the specific votes, where he lost his courage. Absolutely, and and sometimes in the fog of legislative combat, you know, you do get into a complex amendment to the amendment to the amendment situation, or or a situation where perhaps mm -hmm. you're voting your district, or you made a promise, and this isn't quite exactly the wording you're you're right, so I'm glad there's a lot of leeway and, uh, you know, abilities for, I guess we call atonement in this process. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we again, we want it to be a tool for voters to really know what's going on with their legislator, the real story. So, uh, you know, that's why we we had these votes that uh, are very clear. And there are a couple of troubling votes uh, that really do reveal that some of our elected officials that campaign as being pro-life are not as thorough. They're not as consistent in their pro-life ethic as voters would like. And I hope that voters can take that you know, document to their town hall, to the, you know, campaign events of these uh, politicians and say, hey, you know, your, your rhetoric on the campaign trail is one thing, but it looks like you failed your pro-life voters on a few specific votes. Then, you know, let's hear your explanation. And then at the end of the day, those are the voters that get to decide if it's a good explanation and, you know, uh, rehire them, so to speak, send them back to Austin or, you know, find a better replacement. Wait, wait, the voters get to decide? That's a novel concept. <laughs> well, that's what we say is this is, you know, we're out of the special session, thankfully, and now we're entering into accountability season. Oh, These interesting. It's time for them to uh, to get their report card, as you said earlier. You know, they're, they're at the end of the semester. You get your report card and, 
you know, once you take that back to your parents, you, you might not, you know, they might not be happy with uh, the result. <laughs> Very good to hear. And, and that's an important perspective. That's why we do these scorecards. Is, is that, that's your primary motivation, right? Not to impress the legislature, not to impress the Democrat caucus or the Republican caucus even, or the House leadership, but to um, let the voters know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely not impressing uh, a lot of these Republicans. I can tell you by the amount of calls and emails that I've received from elected officials who uh, are not happy with their score, uh, yeah, my, my goal is not, you know, for their benefit. It's for the voters to really know what's going on in Austin. You know, as you know, our supporters, uh, you know, our, our pro-family, our pro-life pro, uh, voters out there, they're on with their lives. They don't have time to look at every single vote on the House floor, to watch all the speeches, uh, to read every amendment. That's our job. And so this is a great tool to communicate to them what really happened uh, while they were on with their lives and not worrying about what these uh, – what these politicians were up to. That's wonderful. And I think our two organizations run in much of the same circles, so it's really good to be with some of the best grassroots activists in the state of Texas, and the best voters for that matter. And this is what we do, folks. This is why we raise money. This is why we're here at the Capitol. This is why we maintain an office, you know, so we can let the people know what's going on. So the, the people don't have to, uh, you know, crowd the Capitol every single day of the session to you know, keep an eye on the sausage making we mentioned earlier. You know, this is all about you. This is keeping you informed and giving you the power to make an informed decision at the ballot box. Um, John, tell us more about the scorecard itself. Are there any new features we should be aware of? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this year we did add something to that effect, uh, Andy, that you were talking about, of really letting uh, you know the voters know what happened. And you know, what, the problem with scorecards that we've seen in the past is you'll get a representative who is working behind the scenes against our legislation. And I know you guys saw this a lot this session and special session is you've got an elected official who is working against your legislation behind scenes. You know, in the committees, he's talking down votes. Uh, he's asking the chairman to slow down the vote. Oh, that never happens. Be offering. That's not, that never happens. <laughs> uh, he may be even offering weakening amendments in committee, but then when it gets to the floor, when it gets to the public eye, he'll push the right button. Uh-huh. And he'll, he'll try to make it look like he's a great champion of your issue. And we have many representatives like that. So on paper... We had a couple of elected officials, uh, well, a handful of elected officials that, you know, looked pretty decent, a 90% score, an 89% score. You know, that's, that's not perfect. You know, it's no Freedom Caucus, but it's not bad, you know. Uh, and, and, but to us, it just kind of killed us because we knew the true story. So when I would go to a Tea Party organization or, you know, some kind of uh, Rotary Club or something in, um, in these areas, they'd say, oh, you know, we're so proud of our representative. He got a 90%. And I'd have to be like, well, there's, a, there's more to the story. There's a context. And I'd have to tell them that in person. And so this year with our uh, scorecard, we actually added a commentary section on each, on almost every uh, scorecard that if the elected official is scored and tell the whole story, we added commentary to clarify what was really going on? So, if an elected official offered an amend or a bill that Texas Right to Life opposed, uh, if he offered amendments and committees that would weaken the bill, uh, or if there were other kind of nefarious things that this elected official did, we put that in the commentary section of the scores. It doesn't affect their score because it wasn't public uh, or it wasn't you know a public vote on the House floor. Uh, but we try to keep everything public. So we had an elected official who's a ninety percent. Um, 90% of score, but he, he authored 
an anti-life bill. He actually filed this bill, asked for a hearing, had a hearing. Texas Right to Life went, we uh, testified against it. And thankfully it died, but voters wouldn't know about that uh, because it never came up for a public vote. And so, um, you know, so we added that in the commentary section. So now voters, when they say, hey, when he says, I'm a great pro-life legislator, vote for me again, they can say, wait a second, what was this whole bill that you filed? Now, thankfully it didn't pass, but still, you were working against our interests. Yeah. Well, John, that's certainly uh, fair. I mean, the, the House has their own uh, version. It's called, it's called the journal. The Senate has a journal, and they can explain their vote away. And ultimately, it's the, the, the last vote that um, makes a difference. It's how you cast your ballot. Sometimes there are mistakes. Sometimes you, you vote wrong. That actually does happen from time to time. But it's good that we have our own commentary now. So thank you for putting that in there. And, John, we're about out of time, but I want to thank you so much for everything you're doing and all the work you put into it and the innovation that went into the scorecard this year. So um, really, uh, my my hats off to you sir yeah absolutely i'm looking forward to, to digging into you guys scorecard and i have a, a suspicion that our uh, most our disappointments are going to be very similar to their score on your side so looking forward to that but yeah you can find <laughs> them at texasrighttolife.com go to the legislation tab and legislative scores you'll see the house and the senate there find your legislator and see if their uh, pro-life rhetoric matches their actual record that they earned in uh, the last two regular and uh, special session Perfect. John, thank you so much, and have a great Columbus Day weekend, sir. Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, and uh, real quick before we wrap up the show, just want to let you know about a few important things coming up. If you're from Houston or the Houston area or the Gulf Coast, and I know if you're not drying out your house, I mean, don't worry about it if you still have you know six months of work to do. We have our gala coming up. Our gala is going to be on December 7th. Thursday, December 7th, that's going to be um, um, uh, our fifth anniversary celebration located at the Hilton Post Oak Hotel in Houston. So be sure to make plans for that. And also coming up a lot sooner than that is on Monday, October 16th. That's right around the corner. Not this coming Monday, but the next Monday. Franklin Graham's going to be in town. Yes, that's Billy Graham's son. He's going to be doing the Decision Texas, the Lone Star Tour with Franklin Graham. And we're going to hear a lot about just um, the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, the, The flyer says, bring your lost friends and family. You're lost, spiritually lost, that means, to an exciting evening featuring a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ from Franklin Graham, uh, fireworks, and live music from the Dave Crowder Band. It's going to be a great time, and Texas Values is in on the welcome team for that. So we look forward to being there in Round Rock at the Dell Diamond. And also look on our website, we on our blog. If you click on um, blog on Texas Values, uh, txvalues.org, you'll see an interesting article we wrote in Trib Talk. Now, Trib Talk is Texas Tribune's nonprofit op-ed site. They kind of have a, a separate platform for opinions that may not quite fit into the regular website. Uh, but they, they let us write an article, and we're grateful for this, but we explained the origins of um, last session's Texas Privacy Act, or as they call it, the bathroom bill, which is actually a locker room bill and a shower bill and so many other things. But we talk about the origins of it and how, believe it or not, federal intervention got us to this point to begin with. Federal intervention. That's right. The Obama administration started this fight. The fight was brought to us. So read that article. Read more about it. The, uh, the bathroom wars are far from over. But um, to get there to the next point, we've got to understand where it came from and where we're going. So this column is certainly um, a a good way to wrap up everything and explain why it happened. Well, folks, it's been a great show today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, if you have any questions or any comments on what we've discussed here today, visit us at txvalues.org. Until next time, this is Andy Hogue and David Walls with the Texas Values Report. God bless you as you stand your ground for faith, family, and freedom. 